This is the EVP Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the EVP Podcast, everybody. I'm Ghosty. I'm Beaker. DVO. And it is episode 54. That's right. Already? Already. We've been doing this for a year. We're cruising. Has it really? It 54 has episodes. We've that's only been over a year and that's, now. That's even with missing like all of December. Holy shit! It did not. It does not seem like it. Well, it's been a year, over a year. That's really when we did our first episode. Well, it has to I will, be. I it was actually it. February of last year, so we've been doing this for like uh, a year and two two months. Yep. Yeah, a year and two months. We still don't have our yacht. <sighs> well, close. We just started trying to get it. This isn't <laughs> something new. <laughs> the haunted yacht. We're like, we're one penny closer to our haunted Sweet. yacht. So we only need. $299 million more. I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. This <laughs> is <laughs> coming up quick. <laughs> We're cruising in no time. Well, they're Mai Tais. Oh, this is going to be a good time. All Spooky right. Mai Tais. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, on today's episode, we are going to talk about uh, a guy named Hans Holzer. How about his brother Franz? Franz Holzer? Hans yeah. and Franz. Franz Let's and get Hans. pump you up. <laughs> I forgot about Hans About the paranormal. <laughs> so this guy, he is the, uh, he, he was actually a ghost hunter before Ed and Lorraine. And I was, I didn't know who he was the first time I heard He's about America's him. America's first ghost hunter. So he says. Yeah. But, I mean, he's been around way before Ed and Lorraine. He's written tons of books. We'll get into some of those. Um, but, yeah, for me, I just barely heard about this dude when... The Holzer Files came out with Dave Schrader and Holzer's daughter. And I, I never heard of this. This is on Travel Channel, you said? Yeah, yeah. this is on Travel Channel. They're working on, they have two seasons out on Discovery Plus right now. They're working on a third season. Interesting. So it's on Travel Channel and Discovery Plus. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I was pretty new about uh, who he was. And after watching a few episodes and, and finding out you know some of these things that he's done, so I decided, let's do some research on the guy, shall yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, the Holzer Files came out in, like, 2019, and the second season, I think, ended, like, at May of 2021, so, yeah, it's, it's, this show's fairly recent. Like I said, they're right, yeah. the third season. So that, yeah, I just barely heard about the guy. <laughs> I didn't hear about him until we went to Vegas when Dave Schrader was talking about the show. I'm like, who? What? Yeah, what are you saying weird words for? <laughs> I thought he was saying Hosen Files, I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Wait, speaking Austrian all of a sudden. <laughs> right? I'll tell you the the more as we you know dive into our topics, like I think I need to finally get Discovery Plus subscription, which That's is why I know it seems because you guys all got like these trial subscriptions and never canceled your trials, and you're like, well, I guess I'll keep paying for I it. I keep going back to it for stuff. <laughs> it's worth uh, it then. That's where I got my research for the Betty and Barney Hill and Travis Walton. I know. I think it, I think it's time to get Discovery Plus. They've got some good shows on there. If That's you're into they, the paranormal, well, I mean, they have Food Network stuff too, but. Like, yeah, my whole, like, suggested for you is all paranormal stuff on Discovery Plus. Oh, the, the ones that pop up? That, yeah. We suggest this for you based on your previous watches. Yep. It's all paranormal stuff. <clears throat> all right. Because so. I, was, I was online looking at the, the price subscriptions because there's two levels, you know, ads and no ads. Yeah, five so bucks kind of, and seven bucks. Yeah. So I was looking at that. I was looking at all the shows that were, that were streaming on. I was like, oh. I actually want to see all of these shows. <laughs> so I'm going to have to get it. I think it's time to get it's it. It's time. All right. I'd share mine with you, but I don't know how. <laughs> we should, uh, it's not hard. We should start a Patreon and just have one tier, $1. So 
so people can donate like one dollar a month to us so we can get our own discovery plus subscription there we go <laughs> and just share it between the three of us there we go <laughs> there will be no patreon perks yeah we don't got time for that <laughs> We've got to figure out how to do TikTok first. We've got to get this yacht, too. Yeah. <laughs> so subscribe. <laughs> so what's up with Franz and Hans? Okay, so he was born in Vienna, in Austria. That's a sausage. Yeah, it is. He was born in a sausage back in 1920. <laughs> in a sausage casing? In a sausage casing. He, had a, he broke out of that uh, January 26th uh, of 1920. That's gross. <laughs> Just peeled it back and... <laughs> He slid right out like a slippery snake. <laughs> but anyways, like many children, he was fascinated by ghosts. <laughs> are kids fascinated or are they scared? He was both. fascinated. But I've seen both. Well, ghosts, he said, like most kids. I'm like, well, are most kids fascinated by ghosts? Fascinated. You could be scared and fascinated. <laughs> it's not like a show on Discovery Plus. Scared, scared and fascinated. <laughs> Copyrighted right now. That's ours. We always... We're gonna pitch that. I'm still it. Like you, you seen that South Park where they're like, "I'm so scared." Yes, That's, but it'll be that'll sound like that because I'm fascinated. But I'm scared at the same time. I'm so scared. Fascinated. And I'm like, email them right now. You tell Discovery Channel, okay. Travel Channel, we want a show. Scared and fascinated. Oh God. I do love that name though. <laughs> Change the name of the show for EVV podcast. You were listening to Scared and Fascinated. You gotta say it like that though. You're listening to Scared and Fascinated. You're listening. You're listening to Scared and Fascinated. I'm gonna get hate crimes for that one. Oh man. Hate emails. I'm surprised you didn't write that book. <laughs> That's a good book. That right would have been too. a good book. 147 books. He, he missed yeah, a gold mine right there. No, how did he not do that one? <laughs> oh man! Because as a so, child, I was so scared and fascinated. And fascinated. <laughs> so, his uncle would tell him these ghost stories, and he would retell these stories in school, and then he'd get reprimanded. And the the, the teacher ended up telling the, the his parents either. This kid goes or I go. <laughs> He's scaring me, and I'm like, so fascinated. I read in, in, there was an interview he did where he was like four years old doing this. He's four? like a preschool, yeah. Oh, he's got this like yellow, little yellow book, uh, covered book, and he can't read because he's four. Right, and he's pretending to read these ghost stories that his uncle told him out of this book, and it freaked out the parents of the other kids because the kids were, hey, guess what we learned in school today, and the parents are like, what the hell kind of school is this? Wait, what language was it? School for witchcraft? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was Austrian, so. Okay. It was probably in Austrian. So what all did he study again? So he ended up going, he's a scholar, this guy. Yeah, he says. (laughs) So he says he is. So he says. But he studied Japanese. Yes. And he studied uh, theater. University of Columbia. And ancient history and archaeology. So he did did a lot of schooling. Parapsychology. He and uh, and he's taught parapsychology. He said he got a PhD in like parapsychology and like religions and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. At the University of London or something like that. That some school in London. But I guess so. With him writing all these books, he was into storytelling to really draw the audiences into his books, and he would do the same, just trying to uh, just really elaborate things and paint pictures in your head and. So, yeah, he was really into that, and you could tell by him taking these 
you know, the classes that he took and everything. And when he did his storytelling and stuff like that in his lectures, he, he took a very scientific and journalistic standpoint. Um, what the hell yeah, that's that? me. That's my throat. <laughs> I ate a frog earlier, <laughs> and I didn't like, swallow it. <laughs> like the ghost he was getting possessed over here. Is like, what the, call an exorcist? Oh, wait. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that on the mics, but Ghosty's throat was gargling or something. <laughs> But that froggy was stuck in his throat. Well, we can hear it. It was still alive. I didn't know you were supposed to (laughs) cook him. So we can hear this on our headsets, but I don't know if you could have heard it on the mics. I hope you guys could hear that. (laughs) I thought I could hear it, so I'm looking over at you guys. You think there's some growling coming through the podcast? <laughs> I thought it was you. <laughs> I thought you were because you make noises and shit while recording sometimes. We like, make noises. You try to make you make spooky noises with your mouth. That's why I looked at you. I looked at you. Ghosty's over here, like. Well, I, I was just trying to look at you, like I'm so fascinated right now, <laughs> and I'm, I was scared. <laughs> I was scared and fascinated. <laughs> oh God. Hey, we're, we're all sober. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> what were you saying? Oh, yeah. So anyways. What was your throat school? frog saying? <laughs> Something about school. <laughs> he wrote, so yeah, he wrote all these books. Um, and then he ended up passing away at the age of 89. 2009, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too Yeah, not That would make sense ago. if he was born in 1920. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, he would have been 102. <laughs> if he's alive today. If he was alive today. And uh, so when he would investigate, he actually did not use technology. He didn't like using any equipment, really. He just used, what did he use? I had that. A trans medium. Yes, he would use a medium. That's it? Well, and like a notepad and paper and a recorder. He would interview witnesses uh, that experienced the activity, and then he would use his trans medium. That's all he used. Other than like you know notebooks and stuff to, what's a trans medium? Trance, trance medium. Like I put you in oh, a trance. Oh, put him in a trance, and that's kind of almost like what parapsychology is, isn't it? Uh, I think so. Don't know. You looked up the definition. Know. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like kind of sounds like that's what maybe parapsychology is. So parapsychology, I was kind of looking at what it was. It's not like the typical scientific what you might think of like hypnosis, for example, which. It kind of almost sounds like it, though. This trans, trans medium. Well, actually, you know what we missed, but what we should have said is he actually moved to the to New York City when he was a kid. Nineteen thirty-eight. So he was like went 18. to school here and all that. He, he did go to college in Vienna, the University of Vienna, and then because of Nazi occupation, World War Two. Yeah, they he, they left and he was Jewish, and they left and came to the U.S. and he went to Columbia University. And then taught parapsychology at, um, oh, yeah, I have it right here, uh, the New York Institute of Technology. Big name schools, by the way, all three of these. And he actually had his own paranormal experiences, too. So his very oh. first one was uh, when he was young, he saw his mom in a nightgown. So it, it, I never, Yeah, so I never, I, I didn't know this, but I guess his mom passed away when he was young. Oh, okay. That so, makes sense. Um, the first thing he, he describes seeing a ghost of his mother in a white nightgown pushing his head back upon a pillow to prevent <coughs> him from getting one of the migraines that plagued him. Huh. And then he's, what he said was, I said, oh, hello, mama, and she disappeared. Interesting. Yep. 
So he goes and tells his uncle this story, and his uncle's like, oh, yeah, we'll hear some more stories. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, wait till you hear these. <laughs> That's You're gonna nothing. Get fascinated. <laughs> and then you'll be scared of your mom. Then you'll now. be scared. And fascinated. <laughs> That's um, interesting. Okay. So he, uh, and he actually believed in reincarnation. Did you guys know about this? Yes. Yeah. So he was convinced that he previously lived during 1692 massacre of Glencoe in Scottish Highlands. So yeah, he he. I wonder I what know. he did. I don't know like what his role was. I didn't read anything that elaborated on that, but he was in. A, yeah, he believed in that, and that's. He also does not believe in demons or possession, um, or and he, devils he, or and, monsters. And, and he's not scared at all of of the paranormal or ghosts, because he thinks they're just hanging right, he, out with us. He thinks that they're everything is just a human needing help. Yeah, they're on the other side. The other side. That's. Copyrighted. Not the upside down, but the other side. The other side. Copyrighted by Hans Hansen. The the names that he calls spirits. What were they? So you have the spirits, ghosts, and the stay behinds. The stay behinds. So what's the stay behinds? Oh, there. I thought that was what they called the ghosts and spirits. I thought you called no, no, no. There's ghosts, spirits, and stay behinds. Oh, three different things. Yeah. Um, to do, I have too many. Stay behinds sounds more like, like uh. Like the haunting types? Were those the ones that are hauntings? Or so the... the spirits were like the residual. That they could they could try to communicate. The stay behinds were ones that were, were going to try to communicate and um, talk so spirits to, were... talk to mediums, possibly. Holy hell! I have like four websites open and I can't find it. <laughs> well, some of the books that he wrote are uh, the Great British Ghost Hunt. The Lively Ghosts of Ireland, Haunted Hollywood. These are just stories? No, these are books. I mean, I know, but they're books of like just like stories he made up or like they're from investigations. Do you know? I don't know. Okay. No. Uh, well, some of them are like the Amityville books. Like he wrote right. books about Amityville. Um, he wrote the, so the first one he wrote was like 1977 called Murder in Amityville or Murder at Amityville. And that was actually... That was the first Amityville book. No. Uh, or the first book in general. I think it was the because there was the Amityville Horror that was written by the other guy that we talked about on the Amityville episode. Mm-hmm. He wrote the Amityville Murders. He was actually a part of the Amityville case, and he brought in his trance medium, uh, and then he wrote this, uh, I believe it was a nonfiction book about the Amityville. Um, and then his book was the inspiration for Amityville 2. Mm, okay. And he helped write the screen uh, play on that screenplay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he helped write the Amityville Horror too, and he also did uh, other big cases, with, like at the Whaley House in San Diego. And when we talked about that, he did over like a thousand cases. And he's he seems to have uh, he coined that he's the one that called it the most haunted home in America, the Whaley House, the Whaley House. Because I remember when we were there, it said it on there. Yeah, I wonder if it says like if it's his quote with his name underneath right, it. Right, right. Now I'm curious. Yeah, now I'm curious. Well, I'll be there in a couple of months. I'll tell you yep, all about we'll it. Check it out. <laughs> um, and then there was a barn stable house in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and then of course the Amityville house, which was the most controversial case. Okay, finally found it. Uh, a ghost, according to him, is, is a residual oh. entity, like a psychic imprint left in an area that some people can pick up. Whereas a spirit is intelligent and interactive. He, and then the stay-behinds are relatively common, according to him. Uh, somebody dies, and when they're really surprised that all of a sudden they're not dead, uh, they're alive like they were. They don't understand it because they weren't prepared for it. 
So they go back to what they knew most, their chair, their room, and they'll just sit there. Uh, Next, they want to let people know that they're still alive, in quotations. Uh, So they'll do little things like moving things, appear to relatives, pushing objects, poltergeist phenomena, and so on. Huh. Stay behind. The stay behind. Yeah. That's another story right there you could write. That would be kind of cool. You know what he also did? Um, He also appeared and consulted... Um, on the late 70s show In Search Of with yeah, Leonard with, uh, Nimoy. Oh. Yep. That was like one of the only things to watch back in the 80s, early 90s. About paranormal. Paranormal anything was In yeah. Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, this was before Spock. The guy that uh, William Riker, I can't remember his name, from Star Trek Next Generation did the Factor for Factor, oh, oh uh, yeah. Um, not Factor Fake, Beyond Belief. Yeah, I know what you mean. I can't remember his damn name. Yeah, Beard. Beard guy. Beard guy. 90s, man. Beard guy. Um, Also, Dan Aykroyd was obsessed with Holzer. Yes. Which that Ah. is what inspired him to write Ghostbusters. Yep. Oh. Isn't there a character's name after him then? Holzer? Isn't that something in the Ghostbusters movies? Gozer. Oh, Gozer. Okay. Maybe named after Holzer. It could be. Oh, shit. Maybe that was like a nod to Holzer. Uh It was like... I'll do Gozer. Yeah. <laughs> What's next to H? G. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Could have thrown a Franz in there. Well, they changed the L to Z. <laughs> yeah. Because it holds her to Gozer. Yeah. Rolls he got rid the of the L. That's what he did. Rolls off the tongue. I know how to spell. Yeah, spelling And easy. read. But, but anyways, uh, wh- what else did you find out about him? Because that's really... He was not religious at all. Yep. Super was, not religious. Was he, he, um, did he grow up a Wiccan or? I don't remember. Was he Wiccan? I don't know. He, he definitely he wrote like, books about it. He wrote books. Um, he also like interviewed people that, I mean, he was really big at interviewing people. He wanted to know all these stories of people that had paranormal experiences. I mean, maybe he took some of these stories and then made other stories, for, you know, those other books that he wrote. Gave him ideas to Yeah, write I might give him ideas, books. but... But he was obviously writing all these books, interviewing people that had paranormal experiences. Like, he was obviously very interested in the paranormal. Um, and I don't know. He should have just done a podcast, really. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, starting in 1963 <laughs> when he wrote his first book. Yeah. What was he thinking dying should, so early? He should have done a podcast. That guy. <laughs> um, in 2009? Yeah. That's super early. He could have done a podcast then, even. Yeah. He could have. Ah. He was on one. <laughs> He was, he was on one. Or was that even a podcast back then? Or was it? Dave Schrader. It was the Dave Schrader's radio show. Oh. But I don't the know if that was Dark a podcast Industry, back then. Like I don't know. It's on Storytime. Spotify. So is his biggest or most known case Amityville Horror? Yeah. So we can, we can talk more biggest. about that, too, and like talk about his contribution to it. Yeah. Um, what other contribution? Was there anything else? Um, you talked about the Whaley House, but there wasn't like anything... Other than it was just paranormal, like activity happening inside the house, and he just probably investigated that. Was there anything else that he was most known for or significant that happened yes. with him? He says that he coined the phrase "the other side," as well as coining the phrase "ghost hunter." Ghost hunter. Although in 1936, there was a book that came out by Harry Price called "Confessions of a Ghost Hunter," mm. uh, and in 1963 is when um, his book. Ghost Hunter came out. What would be in the okay. book Confessions of a Ghost Hunter? 
I don't know. What would it be? So I was investigating this house, and then I took a dump in it. <laughs> in a corner. In the <laughs> like, what would you confess? Well, in 1936, was, they wouldn't have said take a dump. He said I, he would have said I, I defecated. defecated. But a shat. What <laughs> a shat, yes. I, I shat upon the house I investigated. <laughs> the other thing that he's really known for, in 1970, he came out with a book called Psychic Photography, Threshold of a New Science. That's a long Question name. mark. Oh. Um, so in this book, he claims to have actual photographic evidence of spirit activity. Or spirits. Or ghost, or whatever he wants to call them. I know he's got a definition between spirits and ghosts, which we mentioned earlier. Um, in my opinion, it's the same thing. What year was this? The 1970. 1970? Yeah, 1970. He uh, These were pictures that were sent to him, and I guess he used his, his mediums to verify the authenticity of these photos and made a book about it. So I kind of want to get this book and uh, show it to Randy or Caden. I wonder if you could just <laughs> pull it up. Pick the pictures online. Probably. Yeah, I bet we could. We have technology now. Not in the 70s, though. (laughs) No. That's why he had to write a book. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't just do an exclusive on Entertainment Tonight. He did go on Johnny Carson. He's been on a few things, actually. He's been on a lot of things. Yeah. So he, um, very adamant that when these ghost shows came out, because the the interview I listened to with him on uh, Dave Schrader's show uh, was 2007, so two years before he died. Um, in the first, like, 12 minutes, every question that Dave Schrader asked him, his response was the same. Didn't matter what the question was. Um, ghost hunting tools are garbage. They should all be thrown away. And all you need is a good trance medium. I wrote a book called The Yellow Pages of Mediums or something like that that lists all of his mediums that he's ever worked with. And that was literally his answer to every single question. I'm going to kind of be a little easy on him here because he was 87, 88 years old when he did this interview. But he was very against modern technology and that the only way to truly investigate uh, and do an investigation was to interview witnesses and use a trance medium. And that was it. So if you showed up not... with your ghost meter and K2's big, get that shit out of Pretty here. Pretty much, yeah. Get that bullshit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but then we'd bring Brandy in with us. He's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> exactly. And he, so my issue with... I, you know, I've never met the guy. I've never really researched him until recently. But from what I'm hearing him say in this interview, my issue is, is that the only... He says he's very scientific and he does everything that... He, he says that you can... Um, he Everything that he's written about or talked about is stuff that he can actually prove um, through a scientific process. The problem I have with that is in the paranormal, there really is no scientific way to prove things. I mean, I think you're more able to right. scientifically prove something with a emf meter and a video camera than you can with a trance medium like i don't think yes. you can i don't think there's any science to it i think it's oxymoron yeah. science yes. and paranormal are oxymorons right yeah like you can't you, that's you why you it's paranormal can't. right that's exactly why it's paranormal but yeah and he like, didn't like the term supernatural either right i saw that yeah but still one thing is having a k2 meter on both ends of the table yeah both being green, meaning that there's no uh, EMF whatsoever, uh-huh. and then asking a spirit to come and join you, and then one of them going off, the other not. Then asking, hey, can you go to the other side of the table to set that one off, please? And then it leave that one, and all of a sudden the other one starts going off. 
That's how you can scientifically prove some shit. Or like you said, they're their ends of the table. One's going off, and you move the other one over, and that one starts going off now too. When they were not doing anything earlier, right? So I mean, using K two meters, things that can detect things. I think that's aw- an awesome thing that we have and we can use. What do you think makes those science? Science. <laughs> I yeah. love science. <laughs> that, that's right. Just kind of listening to him talk and stuff I've read about him. Um, I just, I kind of have to disagree. That he says he uses a scientific method. He proves everything that he can scientifically. But all the information he's got is from talking to spirits with the medium. Um, that's like me saying I'm with Brandy. And that's how I prove everything that I've learned is because she told me so. Right. And that's what it was then. He's, he has a medium that's sitting there, and he's he's putting... So, okay, let me try to understand this trans medium. Someone in a haunted house has experiences. They A medium puts them in a trance, and then they communicate to the medium. So, and we were listening to part of the interview before you got here, and Dave Shader was asking about the difference between using a trans medium and mm-hmm. something like a Ouija board. And he was very adamant that Ouija boards are dangerous. Okay. And it can lead to possession. But he doesn't believe in demons, so I don't know how that works either because the human spirit can't take over another human body, in my opinion. Um, but he was saying, use a Ouija board dangerous, uh, trance medium not. So Dave's question was, well, isn't it the trance medium, isn't the medium inviting the spirit to take over their body so they can communicate through the Right. Medium. Oh, so the medium's in a trance. Yeah. Yes. Inside in a so trance. basically, okay, more or less, yeah. what the, this medium is doing is, is channeling. And then speaking for the spirit. Got it. And the okay. spirit's speaking through them. And he's like, no, no, no. They're not possessing their body. They're just manipulating their vocal cords. Okay. And then the, the interviews with the people that, like, for example, live in the house, that's a separate thing. He's interviewing yeah. them. Okay. I got so it. He, was, he was very adamant. And then we've done this with Brandy and Caden and all the other mediums that we worked with. We take him to a location, like a house, if we're doing a residential. We don't tell them any of the information we've got because we right. just want them to see what they pick up on. Yes. Yeah. And see if it matches what we've already got. Uh-huh. Right. So that's what Holzer did. He got never, yeah, he worked with a couple different trans mediums uh, is what he called them. Uh, I'll just call them mediums from here now because it's easier. Um, but he worked with several mediums on a lot of his cases and he wouldn't tell them, he wouldn't feed them any information. He'd just bring them into the location say, this place is possibly haunted. What do you got? And, if you watch the Holzer files, I've the first episode, uh, Dave Schrader does the same thing. The medium they work with, he doesn't tell her anything about it. Okay. Um, it was actually really cool seeing her do psychometry with a, a painting and, and giving them information about oh. the case and then giving them more information they didn't even know. And then when they started looking into it, they were actually able to determine like the stuff that she said was actually accurate. about. So the, the medium from the show... Did you recognize her from Vegas now after you watched the show? Nope. Yeah, she was there. I'm sure she was. I still don't recognize <laughs> her. I recognize the dude that was with him, that Shane Cassidy or whatever yeah. his name was. Um, but that's that's how he investigated. And okay. and this was his scientific approach. And all the information that he's gotten and written about the paranormal um, is information he's got with working with mediums. And in my opinion, there's no science to that. None okay. whatsoever. But that's what his claim is, is... He did everything very scientifically, and he started talking about the afterlife. How you're well, you're born with two bodies: your physical body and your etheric body. And they're both physical bodies. I think we kind of mentioned that in the one episode where um, the out of body experience yeah. episode, episode thirty, after projections. Um, 
how that you uh, memorize the, every episode. No, just that one. <laughs> um, Coincidentally, it's just that one. <laughs> just that one. It's not like we tried to talk about one on of episode twenty four when we talked about <laughs> <laughs> um, the guru that talked about the five different bodies. Oh yeah, yeah. So according to Holzer, there's only two bodies: your physical and your etherical body, and when you die, your etherical body is still a physical body and it just continues going on basically about its daily routine. And he said, there's even like, there is no heaven. There is no hell. Cause he doesn't believe in religion. He says, uh-huh. if you believe in religion, you're wasting your time. Um, yeah. But when you die, there's basically like a line you go to and you're like, you know, basically saying you're ready to go on to the next part of your life. And the other side, the other side. So basically the other side is, is like what we're currently in now, just a little bit nicer. So it's just exactly like... Wh- you can't gain weight over there. No. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's a little bit nicer. So the other the other side, uh, from what I understand, more or less looks just exactly like what we see right now. Hmm. Anyways, um, and we're just there on the other side waiting to be reincarnated. You just get in line and... You get in line. You, you, don't, won't, you won't get out of breath either. The, yeah, no. Getting up to open the blinds or walking up the stairs like we do. Never. That doesn't happen to us. Um, but then there's the, the well of forgetfulness. And you go to the well of forgetfulness and that erases your memory so you don't bring all of your memories from this life or your past life into the next life. And this is what Han said? Yeah. Okay. The well of forgetfulness. The well of forgetfulness. And he plans, in this interview with Dave Schrader, he said he doesn't plan on going to the well of forgetfulness because he wants to be the same person in the next life. And who told him about this well? The spirits he's talked to with his mediums. Interesting. It's all scientific. Science. Science. (laughs) And I get, like, with every person, there's, especially famous investigators, there's the steadfast believers, there's the skeptics, and then there's the people that kind of want to be in between, like, you know, maybe he was on to something. So I, I get what he's saying because I also believe in being able to come back and live another life over and over. Um, so I, I totally get that. And this, I don't, I don't think it necessarily has to be called a well of forgetfulness. <laughs> so that's what he calls it. I mean, it could be a mind eraser or <laughs> a conscious resuscitate. I don't know something. These something both, cool. Both sound like alcoholic drinks. They mind are actually. actually. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Uh, I think I so have you guys heard about like kids who can remember their past lives? Yeah, yeah. So did those kids not go to the well? Then did he, is he one of these kids that didn't go to the well? Maybe he remembers a previous life. Yeah, some of those are pretty interesting. Well, he said when he yes. when he was dying, you know, before he died in two thousand nine, he said when he dies, he does, he doesn't plan on going to the well for forgetfulness because he wants to continue on his work and be um, the same person. Like I've heard stories of uh, kids telling about how. They were a famous actor from like the 30s and gave I all this that like same thing. Yeah, the, the kid the, gave like the all this address and they named his daughter and named all the like who he was married to. The movies he made and everything named all. And these they things. were they were this able to look it up. Kid was too and, young to like Google him. You know. Yeah, and they looked it up and everything the kid said was accurate. But then like the older he got, the more he was forgetting. Yeah. I've um, heard so many stories. I just read this, like, it was, like, creepy stories, like, creepy, you know, little short stories. And it was this one about a babysitter who was watching this little kid. And, like, just the little kid got out of their sight for a minute and they had to go run and chase after it. The little kid stopped and was staring at this, like, it was a, it was a hospital of some kind. And the kid was just staring at it in some trance. And was like, I died there back in whatever. And he's like, what did you say? 
And then the kid just kind of snapped out of like, what? And just kept going and playing. Hmm. I don't know if Caden mentioned it on the episode he, he was did. on. But his, with his, his daughter, daughter yeah. being like a policeman uh-huh. and saying that. Oh, yeah, that's brings. right. Yeah. I, I kind of remember that. Yeah. <laughs> From that episode? Yeah. Is that I, one thing you remember? No, I, it was like a flash of something about that. I couldn't yeah, remember they, flashes of that you episode. You go back and listen to it. Um, <laughs> I, oh, that's why. I remembered I listened to it. <laughs> and the Texas, everything. Oh, my God. This is so cringy. I can't believe I did this. Anyways. Yeah, so reincarnation. Um, yeah, I believe in it. I believe that you can come back and live another life. Um, I don't know. This guy, just listening to this interview... I said, I want to give him a little bit of leeway because he was 88 and maybe not all there, but he just seemed very full of himself and that he was like, to me, this is how it came across to me. He was woke. He was the end all be all. Like it was his way or no way. Like everybody else is wrong. He's right. That's kind of what it felt like to me. And I could be wrong about that assumption. Well, I think everyone feels that way about their opinions. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably, Listen, This is my opinion. True. And so it's right. It well, is right. the truth. He, he feels entitled to that probably because he's like the first big ghost hunter um that i've so, never heard of yeah nobody ever well he was out of our time but you're of, right yeah but ed and lorraine warren were around the same time and they were they were a little them. after him he started before they did. yeah they did and but i mean they worked on similar cases like they both worked right in and i think they were all they were both trying to be famous at the same time uh, they're both trying to like get in on things so like the amityville they both put themselves into it yeah i like, think why no the one warrens, invited you guys <laughs> i think the way the warrens probably blew up a little bit more is because they they were very religious uh they had that catholic background right and they kept using that and with and, and when you're, you're spitting out and, demons and you have another guy that's like demons oh no don't they're exist. all demons don't exist they're all humans but um, that don't sell hollywood right. Exactly. Demons sell. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the Conjuring movies. And, yes. Um, you know what's yes. funny, though? I've been noticing this on a lot of these uh, shows with, you know, paranormal, like investigation shows. Anytime there's like two scratches, one scratch or four scratches, they're just like, oh, they just say that. But when there's three, then they have to say, oh, that's a demon. It's because it's three. But one scratch, it's okay. Four scratches, <laughs> no, it's just... It's so bad, but it's okay. <laughs> it's not till there's three scratches that it's like real bad. That's the stupidest shit ever. Yeah. The stupidest yeah, we, we shit. Stupidest logic. We, we, I, so I do like, said, I do like how said, he says like, next that time, no Next demons. time you scratch yourself when you have an itch, pay attention. Because <laughs> most people, you're using exactly. three fingers. I know my pinky's weird, so my pinky kind of stays out of the way all the time. And I don't like putting my thumb in a scratch because that's awkward. <laughs> so my three is always there. Well, it's the same with knocking and stuff. We, we talked about this before too, but I've kind of noticed like when I go over to someone's house and I, I, right. if I don't ring the doorbell, it's, that's how I knock. Do you, you mean it's the door three? I'm not answering? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not, a, it's not a conscious thing I'm doing. It's just, I've Well, that's I a knock noticed. of the Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> it's a knocking of the Trinity. Hashtag debunk. <laughs> I'm not answering that door. So I do like the fact that he, quote unquote, did a scientific studies. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's kind of scientific, just because he doesn't believe in demons. And it, it doesn't use any equipment at all. He just uses a medium, um, and an audio recorder, and paper and pen. Pretty much, um, but yeah, I, I think I think they go hand in hand, like science and uh, religion when it comes to the paranormal. I don't think you can do this type of research without 
both. I can't. I don't think you can just focus on one or the other. I do it without the religion. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you think. <laughs> That's what I do. Okay. Because ghosts don't play that. <laughs> Let's talk about Amityville Horror. What did he contribute to that? Because I, I was reading that his, a lot of his photos kind of help make Amityville kind of famous because of some of the photos, but I, can't, I couldn't find any photos that he took. So I was kind of I was kind of looking online. I don't know if you guys saw any of those pictures. I or Okay. Um, <clears throat> or is there any... Did you guys watch The Holzer Files? Just the first episode. I've watched episodes on and off. Are there any that you kind of that kind of sent out to you that were like, oh, that's a pretty good episode or that's a good evidence he got or anything like that? There, I mean, not that I can think of off the top of my head, but okay. I do know that they've had some good evidence that I was like, oh, shit, that's dope. Okay. But, I mean, I've watched a bunch of episodes and I don't remember everything. So the first episode, one of the... So these are all just cases that they're reopening that Holzer worked on. Okay. Well, they're um, not reopening a case. They're just reinvestigating. Reinvestigating his or going his to case cases or his that file. he didn't get to go to. So the first one uh, is this. The first one is this house that he actually went to like three times over a couple decades. Three um, times, you say? Yeah, oh, those oh. are demons in there. <laughs> yes, according to the medium on the Holzer files. Um, but he went there three times. Three different families, all ex- experiencing the same stuff. Um, the, the, this sounds familiar. The last family, they actually found a picture of... So there was this girl that was apparently locked in the attic by her father. Oh, geez. And then was burned alive in the attic. And they they say that this girl was haunting the home hmm. and was upset because like other people were getting attention. She wasn't getting attention because um, she still had a story to tell. And the family that lived there in the 80s, they had this photo and they, they had someone do a painting of the photo. And mm-hmm. they hung up the the painting in their house and the activity stopped. And so Holzer was just like, this is 1985. So Holzer at this point is like, okay, this, this case is done. This is over with. We've, we fixed this. Um, in the Holzer files, Dave Schrader and his team start deeping or diving deeper into this case. And they actually talked to a historian there in Rye, New York and says, or no, the, they talked to the family that had the painting. Cause when they moved out of the house, uh, they took the painting with them. The family that's been living there for the last, like, 21 years at this time have said there's been zero activity in the home. They haven't had any issues. And they find from the family that owns the painting that uh, was having issues before that there was a house nearby that actually the activity started happening in this house nearby. And this house is now part of the National Registry, so it can't be mm-hmm. torn down and all that. And... Um, to this day, this house has been having activity. Okay. And so when their medium came in and did her psychometry, she's touching this painting. She gave him the information about being locked in the room by her father, um, saying the death wasn't accidental. It was on purpose that she was murdered, said she was burned in a fire. And this is all information that she apparently did not have beforehand. And then she started saying that the spirit has moved to a different location at a different house. And then, uh, it was after this, that's when... Dave's interviewing the family, and they mention how this other house started having activity. So they talk to the historian, and come to find out that these two houses were owned by people that were cousins. Mm. So I can't remember the name of the first house. The second house was called the Knob House, um, K-N-O-B-B. And when they go there with their their medium, um, she confirms that it's the same spirit, but as the investigation goes on, it's now a demon um, trying to hurt them okay and they actually the really cool thing that they showed is um 
in during the investigation, um, I think the guy's name is Shane. We met him. We have yeah. a picture with him. Um, he feels like something's grabbing the back of his neck. Okay. Okay, I remember that. Yep. And when they're reviewing the video, he had a thermal camera pointed on the other side of the room. Now, he's locked in a closet by himself. He's the only one in there. This is on the second floor. And the thermal camera sees the window outside. He pans away, pans back, and now there, you see a handprint forming on the window in the thermal camera. Hmm. Which is kind of cool, but yeah. um, I think they just determined that, yeah, that's the spirits did move on, but there was some like demonic entity that was... How did that guy get on the show? Which one? Shane. I don't know. Because, I mean, I know how Dave got on the show. and Because he's friends with... Uh, Alexandra Holzer. Exactly, and that's the daughter. But I wonder how this Shane guy got on the show. I didn't ask him. We should have like, who are you and what brought you here? What business do you have on the show? What business do you have on the show? This is Dave Schrader. Do you know him? (laughs) (laughs) He goes to Shatton Corners. (laughs) Banyan Haunted Houses. I defecated over yonder. (laughs) And that's his confession. Yeah. That's the first episode. Confessions okay. of a ghost. But that's but that's basically kind of what it is. Is they're looking at his old cases, and they're reinvestigating them. And there's cases like, like uh, Ghosty said that they never got to work on, or that Holzer never got to work on because he was too busy, um, according to you and his menage a trois. Um, <laughs> Whoa, whoa, no, he was very. He had a lot of cases. Um, I don't know what that's. That's just something. Of you what? Guard herpes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, <laughs> no, none of that. None uh, of that. Um, no, just he was he was as big as the Warrens. Oh, really? <laughs> Fascinated. Just ad not and scared. <laughs> God. So a lot of people are reaching out to him. Hey, can you look into this? So obviously, one person can't do all of it. I'm sure there's cases the Warrens had to turn away too because they're they were busy writing books and movies. Right. I'm, I'm sure they get a lot of like requests from people just, hey, I got woken up at night. I heard a noise. You should come check it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that, that happened too. So, so yeah, the Holzer Files, they they're gonna, they get to go through cases that he never actually got to investigate too. I better check it out then. It's so far, I've watched one episode. It's, it's pretty good. And you'll continue watching? Yes. I've watched okay. a few episodes and I, I put it on in the background. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. But, all right, should we call that one? All right, guys, thanks for listening. Go see, don't play that. Peace out, butterflies. Scared and fascinated. How do you know what a butt plug looks like? How do you not know what a butt plug looks like or feels like? Watch, I'll play my butt right now and tell you exactly what it feels like. Plug it. Plug it now. He also can... No. Plug (laughs) it. (laughs)